Can I crack my drink now? Let's do it. Uh. Ooh. That's some ASMR shit right there. That is nice. So, uh, Andrew, I, before we talk about what you've been listening to, what have you been reading recently? <laughs> well, I mean, okay, this is all. Are we just going to jump right in? Just yeah. get right into Harry Potter? I, I've been listening back to our episodes, and I've decided we're, we're really more of a Harry Potter podcast than we are a podcast podcast. Because man, did we talk about Harry Potter a lot? But it's great. I have nothing against it, and I am I more than stoked to hear about it. Cue the shitty Harry Potter music. <laughs> Roughly over a hundred pages, so I'm behind on our bet. Because technically, this is a little over halfway to our bet. Correct. Yep. And last week, I have until. It- Hayden said last I week that he thought Friday. you were going to be over, and I said that you were going to be under. So if we had a bet right, and I, I had this one, you said that you thought you would be 60 pages in. So you beat your goal. Yes, I did. I, I'm way ahead of my goal. So here's the thing about Harry Potter. Let me let me just get some of the housekeeping out of the way here. So I've been reading the first book, which I don't know the last time I read it. I think I was like 10. So I will say this. It's a very easy read because it's a children's book. And I had to keep reminding myself this when I'm reading it. I'm like, wow, that's stupid as shit. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a children's book. I'm reading a book that's designed for 10-year-olds as an adult with adult lenses. And that really affected a lot of my, like, I don't know. I don't want to say enjoyment because when I put myself into the scope of don't be a, don't be a critic, just read it and have a good time because that's the only way we're going to get through this, buddy. And so when I did that, I was like, okay, this is fine. You know, uh, the world doesn't make sense. That's fine. You know, he's got a wand. It's selected him somehow. Great. It's very simple. doesn't require any brain power. And I was reading it last night and I immediately went to, boy, this is so mindless to read. I could, I feel like I could watch TV while I'm reading this. And then it, it hit me. I was like, you know what? That reality TV show thing we said, that reality TV show thing where it's just mindless entertainment doesn't take any capacity. Not true for Harry Potter for children, but for adults, so true. Because it's just so mindlessly easy to read and comprehend. J.K. Rowling's diction and word choice is that of a fifth grader, which is perfect for fifth graders, which is what it was designed for. This is coming from the guy who likes to read while he drives, right? Okay, that was was different. That was different. And I might hit that situation with this Harry Potter book, depending on how many pages I get at over the weekend. But uh, that was different. That was very different, to be fair. Although I do think reading this and driving would be very easy, because it's just so easy to read. It's just so I could could pretty much guess what's going to happen next. So it doesn't even require that much brain power. I, I I really want more opinions than I want plot summary. Like, Last week, oh, okay. or maybe it was two weeks ago, you said that you thought your house would be Hufflepuff, and I want to know if that stayed <laughs> accurate through the reading so far. I just got to the chapter with the I, like. I ended last night. I was I closed the book, and the next chapter is called the Sorting Hat or whatever, or the what is it called? The yeah, you got it. Pickums pick leagues Pickums hat. <laughs> so. uh that's the next chapter, so I haven't got there yet. But I was dying laughing because in the book they say, I'd rather be fucking dead than be in Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw. Fuck. <laughs> like, pretty much like, straight up in the book. All the characters are like, I'd rather be dead. I'd rather be dead, guys. 
fucking hate that house. It's full of weirdos. And I was like, see, even in the book, it's like a, it's like a non-player. And that's Kinda exactly racist. where I would hit. That's exactly where I would belong. Yeah. Would totally just be dumped right into Hufflepuff. The, the hat wouldn't even hit my head. It would, it would be, it would be, I would be 15th in line. And the hat would be, oh, you see that guy? That's Hufflepuff. So at the risk of entirely becoming a Harry Potter podcast, I did find a entirely truthful BuzzFeed, which house will you be sorted into quiz? Oh. That we were talking about you taking. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I should did. we give them the first question and see? Yeah. Just We'll just test it out. Let's read it off. I chose BuzzFeed because it seemed like the the appropriate thing for an internet quiz. Okay, one quick tangent on BuzzFeed before we do this. Did you, did you, how much do you guys know about BuzzFeed? I don't know very much about BuzzFeed. I have a very low opinion, if that counts for Well, anything. I do too, but I didn't realize this. Colleen sent me a link to a BuzzFeed article, and it was literally a Reddit, Ask Reddit thread, transposed into an article with GIFs. And I was like, this should be illegal. This is not fair. Like these people are on Reddit and then they're getting monetized by some asshole company. All right, whatever. It's not a big deal. Real quick. Yeah. They have a weird like split between people who love them and hate them because yeah, they do this thing where they like copy paste Reddit and whatnot, but they also are one of the few, I don't know, like journalists or whatnot that do true journalism. Like they'll go out there and just like interview the fuck out of everybody because they're not truly owned by anyone. So I've heard they have like some of the best like real journalism there is because they don't have as many strings tied to them i don't have a lot to back that up but this is this is what i've heard buzzfeed site says quizzes tvs and movies black lives matter 2020 protests news tasty videos they're all over the map i uh oh it's food it's food yeah i i can't believe they're actually trying to be a real news site i i I feel like that's not their swim lane yeah that's shocking to me in a lot of ways i think news and journalism it's kind of different right like they're gonna go out and interview people about you know like the black Lives matter protests and whatnot and like get their opinions on it and whatnot it's it's more of like a journalistic you know investigation than it is like here's the news of the day yeah that adds up i'm i'm, I'm on board with that and i appreciate them doing both i suppose at least when they blatantly rip off people they're also doing some real journalism so i guess they somehow get my mark of approval all right fair enough you know who's the real you news know- you know who's a real journalist all gas, no breaks. That is a real journalist. Okay, it is really good. He's yeah. really good. Did you see? He went to the Minnesota protests. Yeah, and riots. So and was interviewing people oh, while they were rioting. Time. It was great, and it was like real journalism. I was impressed. Half his videos had like a building on fire in the background. Yeah, was, he he yeah. went into a, a shop that was actively being looted, and he was like, "Look at this." <laughs> like, yeah. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> I mean, that, that's real shit right there. Yeah, it's Bus real shit. He that. just uploaded a new video. I'll have to go. I haven't seen it yet, but anyway. Oh, yeah. I think it was the rocket launch one. I haven't seen it either. Oh, yes. The rocket launch. I haven't seen it either. That's a great... Yeah, anyone who has never YouTubed all gas, no breaks, definitely should. Yes. Okay, so before you ask me this first question, one more thing. Did you guys... When we did the football podcast, I made Sam... We took a quiz, and by we, I mean I gave Sam a quiz, and it was... A sociopath test, a really shitty one, <laughs> but I tested whether or not he was a sociopath. That so it, it can be fun. I thought that was a really great episode because we found out Sam was a sociopath. I don't know. I, I it can go well. Great. So with that said, let's get give me the first question. Let's do this. All right, shall we? You've made it to Hogwarts, which means you're already bought a wand from Ollivanders. What material is at its core? 
phoenix feather, dragon heartstring, or unicorn hair? You know, I want to say dragon string, but the you, we all know the answer is unicorn hair. So let's just move past it. Wait, that's why do answer. we know that's the answer? Because I, I, I don't like, I, like I, you know, I, I always want to be the cool guy, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, that guy's cool as shit. And then I end up being the fucking nerd or the idiot or the dumbass who makes an ass of themselves, and that's what unicorn hair is in, in that mix oh. of three. Oh, I see. Okay, that yeah. like in the reality. Yes. All right, I, I'm following you now. <laughs> I didn't know if it was like, of course, everybody would choose unicorn hair. No, 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 no. Clearly, it's the choice. Yeah. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. Oh, oh, and in the book, here's a hot book reference. You guys ready for this shit? Harry Potter podcast. Uh, Fuck. (laughs) Uh, So in the book, Ron Weasley has a hand-me-down wand, and there's like unicorn hair sticking out of it because it's been used so much. So there you go. Do you think you're the Ron of the book? I think I might be. Oh, I'm man. a little worried about it, but I think I might be. Okay, next question. Let's just let's just get this over with. There's a lot of questions. I'm not sure we want to go through all of them. How many? How many could there be? How many? Aren't there like 10? 20? No, no okay. I don't think so. During the end of your exams, you notice that one of your classmates was using an enchanted quill. You come to the top of the class anyways, but they are second. What do you do? Tell the professor immediately. Cheating is wrong. Nothing. Because if you hadn't been top of the class, definitely don't tell the professor. C has encouraged the other students to admit that what they've done and tell the professor themselves. Or the last D, give them a high five for managing to sneak the quill into the exam. What was the answer of I don't give a shit? I want that one. Yeah, that's what that's, I wanted to. That's there none of my fucking one. business. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, that, that should be problem. a valid answer. <laughs> I don't care. I, I don't care if I was the last in the class. I don't give a shit if you cheat. Yeah. I think D is the closest to I don't care. Okay, okay, this one's easier. You're locked in a duel with a skilled opponent. They fire an unknown spell at you, and you shout, Expelliarmus, Protecto, Stupefy, or Crucio. I feel like this is a bit of a background knowledge question. I have no clue. Uh, Probably Protecto, (laughs) because it's easy to say. (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk about this one real quick? Yeah. Without knowing the, the rest of what the spells do, the, the, the question is, like, someone's firing a spell at you. Do you want to do these three options or the one that says protect yourself? And I'm like, the one that says protect yeah, yourself. Yeah, I don't want right to get there. hit by a spell. Where's the yeah. tuck and roll option? I would do- I would dodge and counter strike. Actually, no, I, I wouldn't be fast enough and I would definitely get hit. And I'd be like, owie. It's your fifth year at Hogwarts and you've just received a howler from your parent. What for? A, sneaking into Forbidden Forest on a dare. B, getting caught cheating on your deviation L. Being put in detention after I was caught in the library after hours. Or D, nothing. I'd never do anything to warrant a howler. I don't know what a howler is. Uh, <laughs> probably the forest one. Not intentionally, just because I'm a dumbass and I probably accidentally get lost and end up there. Okay. I, they're so cheesy. They're so bad, dude. <laughs> so bad. Oh my god, we've got a lot more to go. How many?! How many? Can you just end the quiz early? <laughs> oh, shit. That's rapid a fire, dude. Rapid fire. Let's go. Uh, what is the most accurately describes your relationship with your closest friends? The more friends, the better. Surround myself with people. B. I have very few close friends. C. I tend to be wary around people, so I don't make friends often. Or D. I find myself becoming friends with people who can help me to succeed. You're, you're my friends. Which one uh, Which one would you guys choose? I, I, I chose D. B. B? What's what's D? D? B? 
I find myself becoming friends with people who could help me succeed. Wow, that's not true. <laughs> Just Although, to, to be fair, I am, like, the lowest slack job of all of our friends, so. But you don't, like, cheat off of, I don't know. We're not friends because no, you say... think we're... Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, okay, Jeff, okay. Dude, I'm in it for these, those deep pockets, boy. <laughs> For those Twitch follows, yeah. for those Twitch, for those Twitch, Twitch views, baby. <laughs> Which skills are you most proud of? Absorb new information, make new friends, get what I want, or keep secrets. New friends. I don't know how get what I want is a skill. That yeah, that's really not seem a, skill. Like a skill. New friend, dude, having good friends. That's how you get what you want. There you go. You get you get deep pocket viewers like Jeff. <laughs> okay. Um, Who uses Hisham's Amazon account? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let me paraphrase this one. Do you have any idea what Quidditch is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Seeker, chaser, beater, or crowd? Crowd, as in the people watching? Yeah, that seems like not a position, but it's an option. Uh, I guess beater, because I'm thick as hell. Do I would be a good seeker. I have no like seeking abilities. I have to wear glasses <laughs> that are. <laughs> huge just so i can read text let alone find a golden snitch actually chaser might have worked for you because it says i like to be involved and work as part of a team actually that if that was i probably would have chosen that one based on the text. you're right i'm, I'm yeah. trying to go quick so i, no, I, 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 I understand this see it's these sub words that buzzweed buzzfeed uses hayden i don't i don't want to slow down more but hayden what did you pick on that one i'm curious um oh seeker but yeah, not right? because I want the glory, just because yeah. that seems like the most fun position. <laughs> it's the most individual one. I don't need teammates. I just oh, get the ball. Oh, the runners come oh. out. <laughs> yeah. That one was instantaneous for me. Anyway. I was I was thinking more about the Quidditch field, and it just sounds way more entertaining to just fly around and try to catch a little ball in the air. Dude, I'm Can you imagine if that I'm was the position in any other sport? <laughs> Like, like there was a there pig was on the one, field and you just yeah. ran around trying to catch it. They're playing like a full game of football in the middle of the field and there's just one guy and he's just like, I gotta get that fucking pig before that one guy gets the pig. <laughs> I think a grease pig would actually be a great addition to football. I think they should add a grease pig to soccer. Uh, and okay, and there's nothing you can do. It just runs around. <laughs> <laughs> but if you get it, it counts as like three goals. Yeah, there we go. I think it would that attract a new audience that they don't deserve, but would it would bring me. That's what I mean. It would bring me a greased boar because I I, boar. I want it to be aggressive. Oh, you, you wanted to fight back? Like yes. It could, yes. It I don't. Could I don't want people to name the players as it goes. Yes, through. correct. Correct. I want it to be a very dangerous sport. All right. What's like the next it. question? Give it to me. All right. Choose a pet. Owl, cat, toad. Nothing. You can't be trusted with a pet. Owl. Everyone chooses an owl, but owl obviously. Owls are sick, dude. Cat. You own a cat. Oh, is it is it a naked cat? Because if it's if I can choose the cat, because I'm allergic to cats, if I can choose a naked cat, it's cat. If you just cast non-allergic appendo on yourself, and you're good to go. Oh, Betty, I would choose you. My poor little chihuahua is looking at me. Like, why would you choose the cat as your mystical animal instead of you, me, your 17 year old chihuahua, who's afraid of her own shadow? Andrew, picture this. It's it's Saturday. All right. You finished all your work. Cool. And you. Decide to spend some time getting away from your house. Uh-huh. Where do you go? The Forbidden Forest, the library, the kitchen, or the room of requirements? Kitchen? <laughs> Probably hungry <laughs> <Love> after working. <laughs> Everything else sounds like a chore, an additional chore. <laughs> is that not unfair? This, this, this is great. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if our listeners right now are like, this is so boring. 
I'm really enjoying this. Please keep going. <laughs> I, I don't actually know how to pronounce this mirror correctly, Jeff. Is it the mirror of air reset? It's a mirror that lets you see what you most desire. Oh, I was oh. going to not tell him that and just let him pick. Oh, it's... well, I, I think no, no, it's no, important no. to the question. You're right, it is, but I kind of like not giving him the details to Oh, properly. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I really report you. All right, give it to me. So I'm looking into a mirror that shows me, I assume. Surrounded by riches, surrounded by loving family and friends, full of knowledge, or experiencing a marvelous adventure. How is a mirror full of knowledge? See, this is this is fucked because I know <laughs> the wrong answer is riches, but like I, I, I That's own, what you want most I own two German cars. I'm broke. I need more money to shove into those stupid cars. I need some fucking money. I'm an unpaid intern. I want money. Fair. I know that's the wrong I, answer. I, I kinda like Jeff's choose. point on how do you know if you're full of knowledge from the mirror. Your brain's just huge. <laughs> no, you're just you're <laughs> fucking you're 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 in your boxers and very sweaty and typing on Reddit, and the person replies to you and says, "Oh, you got me. You're totally right." <laughs> oh, that's really well put. Yeah. All right, this, keep going, Hayden. Um, so you don't know what a Deathly Hollow is, so these are going to be just. Is that there. book two? Choose a Deathly Hollow: the Elder Wand, the Resurrection Stone, or the Cloak of Invisibility. Cloak of Invisibility, easy. Not even a competition. Which path do you intend to follow after leaving Hogwarts? You join the ministry, making a difference in the world. B. I think I'll travel for a while before committing to a career. C. I'll settle down to start a family as soon as possible. Or D. I'll continue to work hard in order to achieve as much as success as possible. Uh, those all kind of sucked. Oh, nope. Not, not going world. back into government. I would choose travel, I guess, of all those. I would go meet some Canadian wizards, those neglected bastards. And I think you've already answered this one, but finally, uh, we know that the sorting hat takes into account your preferences, so which Hogwarts house do you feel you identify most closely with? You've already said Hufflepuff. I think Yeah, I think Hufflepuff is just the one, yeah. How what the fuck <laughs> is that question? It, it it cares what you want. Does it? But, okay. The, the hat. Got I don't know. Okay, we have Thirty-four percent Gryffindor, twenty-six percent Hufflepuff, twenty-two percent Ravenclaw, eighteen percent Slytherin. It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you're almost twenty-five percent on everything. Yeah, they, they would, they would, the, the hat would go bag. on me. The hat would go on me. He'd be like, uh, "Expel this guy? I don't, I don't get him out of here." Like, I, it'd be, <laughs> it'd be that SpongeBob thing. Seven days later, <laughs> yeah. still you just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's wow. All right, so I guess I'm. You know what? I I, I hate to say this because God knows BuzzFeed is not biased. It's a pure news source. Uh, but I bet they intentionally worded a lot of those questions to lean towards Gryffindor so people would post it and be like, I'm Gryffindor! Woo! And then everyone else would be like, I want to be Gryffindor. I'm going to go take the quiz. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I think a lot of those questions clearly lean Gryffindor. But I guess I'm across the board. I'm a, I'm a very uh, level guy. Very, very put together, clearly. Very level. Attitude and outbursts. I'm very level. <laughs> well, all right. I'm glad uh, Glad to know. Glad to know that I'm uh, a Gryffindor. What are they called? Griffins? Is that their logo? Griffins? I believe so. Isn't Hufflepuff a puffer? Is it really? Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> a puffer fish. I thought it was, I thought it was like a puffin. You know, the little puffin, little, little cute little birds. It's a badger. 
It's a badger? Oh, fuck. It's I want it more now. That's a sweet. Badgers are hard as nails. What is Ravenclaw's? Is it a not raven? a raven? It has to be a raven. <laughs> Could you imagine I if know, it was but like after a pony? It is raven. All right, good. Yeah. This is good. And Slytherin's obviously a Slytherin or a, 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 a snake. Snakey boy. It's a... Is a huffle a type of badger I'm just unaware of? Really? Maybe? There's a lot of shirts that imply that. But So I ran through the questions again, trying to get the worst possible answers in everyone, and I did get Slytherin. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. Like, they well, set up, they set you up for failure. And I feel, I feel like Slytherin gets a bad name. It's a fine house. I'm sure great people go into there, but Voldemort just had to go there and ruin their rep. I would feel like shit if I was, like, a Slytherin grad and I was a nice person. You know, I was like, I, you know, I, yeah, I like, you know, I'm a little bit money driven. I'm a little bit money driven. I'm the chief uh, finance officer here at uh, Gringotts, but I, I mean, I, I, I work hard and I, I was nice to everyone. And, and this guy comes along and just ruins my reputation, ruins my house. Like that would suck. I feel like it's like is a bad if uh, a couple prominent terrorists all came out of Harvard and Harvard just got a really bad rap. Exactly. It's exactly like that, Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. All right, so moving on. Uh, yeah, we've been recording for like 45 minutes now. Should we get into the actual... <laughs> Should we not talk like about Harry Potter now? Podcast. We're oh, half great. Harry Potter, half podcast. It's it's great. Constantly. No, I think I think our listener base is in it for Harry Potter at this point. All right, well, so what's next, Jeff? What's next, Chief of Ceremonies? Well, I, I kind of know what you've been doing, because you've probably just been listening to a lot... or. Uh, reading a lot of harry potter but what else you've been doing what else you've been listening to well of course i listen to our podcast we've been listening to you know i listened to the moth this week i didn't have a good listening week because i've been really busy at work so i've been trying to listen to podcasts at work when i'm doing menial tasks so i can kind of listen to some new podcasts maybe find some shit for us to listen to you know last week we didn't say at the end of the podcast what we were gonna listen to so i was a bit on a crunch this week can't wait to talk about it but so but in conclusion I have been, in my free time, Moon Moon, the Twitch streamer I've talked about a lot. I sound like a serious hardcore fanboy, and I'm sorry to bring him up again, but he is doing Doom Eternal uh, one death runs, or hardcore runs, which means he plays on the hardest difficulty, and if he dies, he totally restarts. And it is fun as shit to watch, because he's so good. So, I've been watching that. It's been really, really, really entertaining. I really enjoy it. And then I've been reading Uh Harry Potter before bed. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> and then I've been sitting quietly, pondering my existence, as usual. So Nice. Nice. Yeah. This sounds pretty solid. Yeah. That's what I've been doing. I really recommend people who like first-person shooters, man. They got to check out Moon Moon. He's pretty fun. I watched him do Terraria for a while, and he was really entertaining. Yeah, he's, was, good, uh, he's, he's a good time. Guy. Yeah. Uh, it, I, let me just pitch my little streamy boy here real quick, but twitch.tv forward slash your pal, Andrew. And let me say, I've been playing The Last of Us 2, I haven't been this engaged in a story game in a long time. Did you guys play The Last of Us 1? Mm-mm. You guys don't have PlayStations. Nope. nope. Oh my god, it is gut-wrenching how they just take you and they ju- you're just like, I'm like, oh, my characters who I love so much. And they're like, fuck you, fuck you, gamer, you piece of shit, you want to have fun? And I was like, yeah, I want to have fun. And they're like, fuck you, no fun this time. And it's I just can't stop playing. I love it. Such a good time. I love. See, that's depth. That's depth yeah. in the story. They, there's so much depth in that world. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it so much. Uh, depth and anyway. masochism. I feel really invested in it now, and I'm actually more excited to watch your stream than I ever have been before because I watched some videos about The Last of Us 2, and I've 
I've been on the subreddits and I've seen some opinions and seen some memes and I can't play it if I wanted to. So now I don't care about spoilers at all. So it's actually a game where I'm like, all right, I want to see someone else do it. So I'm cool. Excited, man. Has it been fun yeah. to watch? Like Jeff, uh, unbiased opinion. Am I a fun streamer to watch? You are a very fun streamer to watch. I, I greatly enjoy it. I, um, I honestly could do without you ever talking to chat ever. If you just played the game <laughs> and chat just interacted with itself, that's my ideal Twitch stream, and that's never going to happen. So, that, so to me, it's great. I, I like it a lot. I well, I you know, since you, my you chat talk to chat is... a lot. This isn't me saying you don't talk to chat. You talk to chat quite a bit. I don't know why I said that first part. Just because I was thinking about why I don't watch a lot of Twitch. But uh, yeah, no, it's really good. <laughs> I mean, it's it's part of the interaction, and it's part of being a streamer. Is you want to interact with your community, and I have a really good time. Like I've been recently doing bets with with Twitch chat on. Uh, so there are sections that are clearly going to be very, very difficult for me because I am not as strategic as I sound, and <laughs> I die a lot in The Last of Us. It's a hard game, and I'm playing <laughs> on a very easy difficulty, and I still die a lot. So I've been betting chat. I'm like, if I can beat this section in less than X deaths, you have to sub, and if I die, I will gift you a sub. And so oh, I've wow. been I've been doing that. That's been fun. I've lost a lot. I haven't, oh. no one's subbed. No one's given me free money. <laughs> <laughs> I need to change my strategic here, my strategy here. So anyway, that's sweet. That's what that's we've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Hayden? What you been consuming? Let's see. I've been listening to a lot of Dirtbag Diaries and <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of quick question because I'm really concerned that I actually sound like Daniel after I said that and it's been really bothering. Oh, Okay. Jeff, have you been listening to Quick Questions? I I have. They just released one today. I haven't listened to it yet, but you, I have before that. Are, are you hearing what I'm, I'm saying? I have already forgotten that we had this conversation. Son of a bitch! God damn it, I need some validation. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Hayden, do you hear what? it now? No? No! Not oh, even a little bit. I wonder if I'm crazy. Yeah, I don't I don't know this. I've listened to it before. I, I uh... I don't know it. All right, well. You got, you're going to have to listen to the newest one and uh, point it out for us, Andrew. Uh, okay. I. Uh, all right. We'll do a little a little callback. I'll listen to the latest one. I will put. I will mark time points, and we will listen with each other. And then you guys will totally see what I'm saying. Totally. It's happened every episode I've listened to. So I'm excited. Right. Good. Jeff, what are you listening to? Well, I just... I Man, where to start? Um, the closest thing to Harry Potter fantasy wise, I'm being told, is uh, if you've ever heard of Patrick Rothfuss, uh, the oh my gosh, the name of the wind, the book series. I think we've talked about it like three times on this podcast. I I uh, haven't got to participate, but sure. It's it's a really popular fantasy book. It's a it's a trilogy. He hasn't come out with a third book in a long time, and it's it's uh, like Harry Potter for adults is what people have called it. Like you were talking before, how Harry should have like this bank and be in debt. Like the main character is literally in debt. And talking about money for all of the time. All of the time, he's like, I need money because, holy shit, I'm going to get kicked out of the school. I owe money for this. And you got to go play over here. And it's, I was literally thinking of that. This guy stole my it, fucking it, idea. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's really wind. good. It's, it's a really popular book, and it's really good. And it's been like 10 years since he released the second book. But it's supposed to come out this year. And this all comes back because I saw this article that he started doing a podcast. Oh. This podcast called One Off, One Shot, where they just it, they just fantasy role play stuff, and uh, he it's this guy and he kind of like is it's it's he's a DM but they're not just playing Dungeons and Dragons they're just role playing anything and so they're role playing in the name of the wind universe 
and Patrick Rothfuss is one of the characters. So it's this guy trying to create a realm that is the name of the wind and like role play some people do it. And like Patrick Rothfuss is there to like correct him when it gets it wrong, which is both great and kind of annoying at the same time. But it's <laughs> it's it's really interesting. So that's I, cool. I recommend it. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, no, it is a recommend. It, it does hold up. I, I'm such a curmudgeon. That's what I've decided. I there's someone in it that does uh, the deep southerner, like ignorant southerner accent, and I have such a hard time listening to people that do that because every DMD podcast has someone that tries to affect that accent, and it's just really annoying to me. So if you can get past that, I think it's really good. Jeff, but I do I, that every stream. Do you really? You guys were doing it literally earlier when we were like doing our voice checks, and I, it's it's the go-to accent for everybody. Well, and, it's uh, easy. It's, it's so easy to it's do. It's really not like Australian. Yeah. You know, Australian is hard. I can't I do Australian. I've, I always try to do Australian accents. It's really hard. Everyone try to do an Australian accent. It's hard. Not Australians. <laughs> you guys got it, but everyone else, it's very difficult. Yeah. Keeps keeps for like three words, and then you lose it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, well, that's right, right there, then, and then I have nothing else. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. how does an Australian say other words? Yeah, but the southerner accent, so easy to pull off. Anybody can just like, like pull it right out. Yeah, I, I would agree. I've heard a lot of those in my time listening to D and D podcasts and listening to D and D on Twitch and stuff. There's always one yeah. southerner. I've heard one person do a really good job of just being southern, not being like you know super ignorant southern person accent like deep yeah, south that's accent good. yeah yeah but when they do like i am an idiot and here's a southern accent it's just i don't know it's a yeah, little annoying i agree that's i had right. a when so when i when i was uh, streaming uh paper mario on the n64 i did i did voices for every single character and yeah. i had one of my characters be a stupid southerner <laughs> because he was <laughs> well he talked like the it's all text because it's an n64 game and the text he would say like y'all and er and er and like they made it like clear he was a southern person. So it only made sense. But if it doesn't make sense, it's like why? Why do that? Yeah. Yeah. And this is the thing where they could pick anything, but it's okay. And apparently I found out that I'm a huge Bill Burr fan. I last week listened to a Joe Rogan with him. And now I'm watching a TV show where he's like the main voice. I've I keep finding podcasts with him in it and I started watching his sketch and he's so awesome. Yeah, I Bill Burr's no the man, dude. Yeah. He's great. I, I like yeah. his podcast too. It's really weird to listen to a podcast with one person just talking. But yeah, it's that really good. He has some episodes. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, huh? listening about what you did today is really cool. <laughs> it's very weird, <laughs> but it's cool. Yeah, he's just like deeply honest, which is, I don't know, it's pretty badass. I'm, I'm a big fan. I've figured it out. Yeah, we could all learn a lot from Bill Burr. Well, should we uh, talk about the podcast of the week? Yes. Do you want to introduce it? Yeah. All right. We listened to The Moth. Since its launch in 1997, The Moth has presented thousands of true stories told live and without notes to standing room only crowds worldwide. Moth storytellers stand alone under a spotlight with only a microphone and a room full of strangers. The storyteller and the audience embark on a high wire act of shared experience, which is both terrifying and exhilarating. Since 2008, The Moth podcast has featured many of our favorite stories told live on Moth stages around the country. For information, go to themoth.org. And we listened to. A heart-wrenching but wonderful episode. Why the fuck did I'm... you do this to us? 
So I literally just went on the internet and searched for what's the most popular Moth episode, being like, this is the way to do it, right? We'll listen to the most popular one. And, uh, oh, man, it was, it just right from the start, it's just like a... No, it's not, okay, so I felt the same way. It's not that I didn't like it. I was just like, Jeff, what the fuck? I have to work the rest of the day. Yeah. (sighs) I was, I listened to it on my lunch break, and I was, I, I was, like, gutted the rest of the day. I was, I was miserable. It was yeah, awful. Man. So we can talk about it a little bit. So Anthony Griffith is a comedian, and he speaks to his the story of his two year old daughter dying of cancer. And I mean, the rawest, most genuine emotional train he took you down. And I just, oh my god, I was like almost ready to cry in my fucking car. I was like, Jesus Christ, Anthony. Yeah, because he talks fuck? about it in the sense of he he's like just becoming a really popular comic. He's got three appearances on the Johnny Carson show. Obviously, this is way back when. Yeah. And uh, in the 90s. He, like his his daughter died of cancer and he talks about he's a really private guy so he just didn't tell anybody. So all of these people that are like his agent and his I don't know if he told his friends or what, but no one knew about it, and he was still going on comedy all the night, every night. And so his daughter's it's... dying, and he has to go up on stage and be a comedian and jokes. Yeah, over and, he and was, over. He, what killed me is he was talking about, and in the 90s, this makes a lot of sense. Nowadays, I think it would go over better. But because he was so torn apart by the loss of his, uh, the loss of his daughter, and this is really common for comedians, you know, their comedy, though still funny, usually reflects what's happening in their life and sometimes really dark dark shit happens to everyone really horrible things happen to everyone but he wrote a really a darker still tv appropriate but a darker uh bit commentary i don't know a a darker stand-up for his third appearance and the producers were like absolutely not you can't do this this is not what we stand for you have to be you know cute and funny and family friendly or else you're not going to be on and it just killed him they had to be he called himself like the clown I had to be the happy clown for everyone, even though I was torn apart inside. I was like, oh, my God, dude. Oh, my Lord. Just ripping me to pieces every single sentence he said. I, I just got worse. I couldn't. I could oh, barely make it one? through. I was going to listen to another episode because we talked about how short they were, that we were like, oh, we should do two, so we have two to talk about. Yeah. I didn't trust the Moth podcast after that episode. <sighs> I was like, I'm not going to listen to another one. I do. I can't put myself in this emotional state again. Oh, I should have so, sent you another one. I went in so blindsided by this because I just saw it on the text thing. So well, I me too. No yeah, idea. I didn't know either. I, and I, I had no that, idea. <laughs> I'm not blaming you. I listened to that episode and I was just so thrown off by it. I had to look up more Moth episodes because I'm like, it can't all be like. This. So I Googled the seven best episodes to make you feel good of the Moth. Nice. I should have done that. still fucking deep cuts. Really? The, ah, yeah, oh, shit. Man, I picked some really good ones. One of the seven best ones. I mean, they're good. They're not bad. It's all good content. It's like really honest and deep content but like one of the stories was about a guy getting stabbed to death by gang members and him coming to terms with that and it ruining his life and him never being able to return to normalcy another was about website said was a feel-good episode yes (laughs) a feel-good episode the other was about a woman who was uh by her boyfriend and had a real relationship who bonded with another woman who was also beat by her boyfriend and they just never resolved it, but they had a good friendship. Damn. Like, uh, did you find I, happy ones? I'm so Oh, uh, yeah. No, I listened to one. One of their latest ones was, um, oh, it was about people, like, facing decisions. 
that they had to get past. It's called voicing voicing tough truths. And one of the guys was a speechwriter for Obama, and he was like this really shy guy. And it, he like wrote some speeches for Obama, and some of them were like mistakes and like led to a like he wrote something about how Obama was like happy that uh, he was in a safe country that wasn't Kenya or something like that. And it became like an international conflict because Kenya was like, how could you say that, Obama? But then it turns into like this funny joke of Obama not knowing his name and this guy writing the, I don't know if you guys, have, I'm sure you've heard the the, the joke, uh, thanks Obama. Yes, this guy course. wrote that book and Obama sent him a copy of his book and like wrote on the inside, like, you're welcome. And it was like a really good story. It, it was actually really funny. But I also did listen to like Bill Burr had one and uh, Anthony Griffith mentioned it in this episode. He said that Bill Burr was on before him at the show. So I went and listened to that one, and that one was also very sad. It was like his dad being a maniac and him having to bring his girlfriend home to him. And but they're I, I don't know I I think that's the they're you know we it. talk about this uh, this spectrum. There's like the GVP to the Sam Harris podcast, and I feel like this this falls like on the the seven or eight on that scale where it's it's very like these stories are or it's like serious shit, but they're like really engaging. I don't know in a, in a good way where it's not someone talking over your head. It's like here are very real life ex- like life experiences. Yeah, and if you're I'm hunting for that, way. I don't think there's a better podcast. It's very raw humanity. Have you guys seen the subreddit Morbid Reality? Yeah, this yeah. is this is like Morbid Reality's circle jerk in a way. It's <laughs> so so Morbid Reality just shows like the world is not all hunky-dory and beautiful and perfect like we think it is all the time even though right now i think that's more clear than ever but uh it it, it just that's exactly what came to my mind like four minutes in i was like oh my god the reality of life is just horrifying (laughs) and i was not expecting it because i knew anthony griffith and i was like he's funny he's really funny this is gonna be funny wrong attitude to walk in with and I do think yeah. I not I shouldn't I don't want people to think I I don't like this podcast because I really deeply enjoyed it. I just was destroyed by it. I just emotionally wrecked. I so I was uh, I was dropping off some lunch for my girlfriend at her at her uh, job, and I was listening to it on the way there, and I finished it right when I got out of the car, and I was just a wreck, and I didn't think about it i didn't think like oh i'm being weird or i'm not or being quiet or i'm not being happy and she even asked me she's like what 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 is wrong with you right now like what is happening i was like i don't know i don't i, I don't know maybe it's just I've, I've had a long day at work or something i don't know I, it didn't click with me until i got in the car i was like oh my god it's just podcast just ruined me <laughs> on an emotional level so I feel like i had a very similar thing instantly yeah, changes your mood yeah god yeah. It, it, it's it was really good really well produced excellent story i didn't I don't think the girl who was hosting it, I didn't love her interview with Anthony. It was okay. Yeah. It was okay. I, I felt it was really like, shallow. Yeah, it didn't really add anything. It felt like, oh, I need to add 10 minutes to this podcast because Anthony told a relatively short story. Uh, so how do I do that? So the, the interview is subpar, but I'm sure other episodes have really good interviews that are nicely done and follow up the story really well. But this one in particular did not. So, 
I don't know. I, again, I wish I would have listened to another episode to hear another person with another interview or something so I could say more about the interview style of the podcast, but that was my biggest complaint. I think the story, of course, was incredible, but the podcast had nothing to do with that. You know, the people who wrote the podcast, that was all independently f- through Anthony Griffith. So I don't know. I, 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 and- I, that was the only shallow part of the podcast, I think. That was the only ding I could give it. And I think this was... So we listened to the revisiting the best of times, the worst of time with Anthony Griffith. And I think that was, it's kind of a one-off. They did it because he had written a book. But most of them are, like, if you listen to TED Radio Hour, they're more that style where it's like, here's a subject, here's a person talking about it, here's the intro to the next person, here's them talking about it, and they go back and forth. And I, as far as I don't know, as I know, and I've only listened to four episodes, I don't think they do the interview very often. So maybe they're just, I don't know, maybe it's just, like, not the usual for them. Yeah, that adds up. I'm sure he said, if you want to release this, I want to promote my book. He maybe didn't say yeah. that, but I'm sure it was part of the agreement. Like they said, the we were not allowed to release any of this audio, but I'm sure they got in touch with him or he got in touch with them with his book because it was so relevant to the book or one, one way or the other. It was relevant, so it was time for that audio to be released. And again, I think they had to fill a little bit of a gap there. It, yeah. I, not trying to ding the host. I just feel like she either... They approached her with questions she could ask, or she did not prepare well enough. I can't yeah. tell which one it is, uh, but I didn't. I don't know. I didn't really care for it. It felt like a, a, a rehashing of the story that was just said, and I was like, I just listened to every word of that story. I could not not listen to it. You don't need to remind me of the horridness of reality again. I got it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I wish there would just been new content in that interview that's what the interviews are for releasing more getting more in depth or telling different pieces of the story i don't know Overall, and so though. after i finished listening to this i don't know if i went back and like looked for his appearances on the on the johnny carson show oh the tonight show I, yeah i on the tonight show and i found one and i i assume it's like his second one because it was pretty dark humor it was really funny but it was yeah it was definitely dark but he's yeah he's he's hilarious he's super and funny I, yeah yeah tough tough to tough to be a comedian when shit like that's happening yeah but i i have i i've I've heard a lot that a lot of comedians like their comedy gets better with like have you ever heard the saying comedy is tragedy over time yeah comedians who have been through some fucking shit usually write really fucking good comedy not necessarily about it but it just makes you it gives you a different lens that you can bring to light and people like holy shit i didn't think about it like this i don't know it's it's some I wish someone, I'm sure there's studies about it, but there's some way connection between weird, awful times that makes comedy in comedians' brains, like, just explode. That's supposed to be a a thing with all types of art, like, the most prolific, or a higher percentage, a statistically higher percentage of artists and musicians who are really groundbreaking and really good have deep depression issues. It's kind of like the Van Gogh thing. Interesting. Although that's a bad example, apparently. Yeah. No, but, but I um, believe yeah, that. Yeah, it's supposed to be like your brain is constantly searching for new methods because you're really upset and your brain is like searching for ways out of that. So it becomes really good at seeing things from a different perspective. That is, makes sense to me. Is the pop psych theory. Of course. I say. <laughs> but that adds up. Comedy is weird, too. It's it's a very weird art form. I, I remember listening to an interview with Jerry Seinfeld and he got approached. I don't remember which Ivy League school but some Ivy League school was wanting him to come in as an honorary professor, whatever they call them, you know, and teach us a, a class about comedy, like how to be funny. 
they want because it's such an art right it's such an interesting and he was he of course at first he was like yeah I, i'll do that that sounds pretty interesting like what does it mean to be funny and as he started trying to put curriculum together he said he realized i don't think you can teach this i don't think you can teach people to be funny let alone how do i grade people about how funny they are oh god it's, yeah you can't it's such a weird part of our lives co- comedy right that it's there's methods right like comedic timing can be learned and uh as pieces of the art can be learned but how to be a good stand-up can be learned but at the end of the day how do you if you had to look at some if you an alien came to earth and they're like i want to be funny i i know english perfectly but i don't know how to be funny how do i be funny i don't know if i could explain to them here here you go here's a, like, yeah you know i could give them a joke but jokes aren't funny right they're ironic or a pun it's not the art of comedy to just tell a silly whale joke or something or two people walk into a bar situation so anyway that's a lot yeah. of topic but i think i just think comedy's fascinating oh. to me so you hear co- comedians and how they what they went through while they were developing their comedy is super fascinating to me i think it's a really good point like i think that'll be one of the the last things that will ever be touched by like a computer like, I don't know that we'll ever be able to throw enough data at a computer to write jokes that we find funny. It's just such a non-objective thing to do. I don't know. It's, it's like, one of the last things you get learning a second language, too. Is yeah. To actually understand jokes in that language. It's yeah. super hard. Yeah, and it's weird how language... It, it, this would have been a good thing to talk about on the last little... The, uh, the language... Uh, uh, language node. Uh, Freakonomics episode we listened to last week, yeah. Because, yeah, I, I remember our German teacher in high school, she said to us, she was a native German speaker, and she said, the last thing I understood about English was humor. I did not get it for the longest time. And she, I remember she said, I went to see the original Wayne's World in theaters, and the entire time I thought it wasn't funny because I just <laughs> didn't understand why everyone was laughing. It was not funny. And that I was like, that's insane. Wayne's World is fucking hilarious, you it's crazy so lady. Funny. Anyone can see how funny that is, any language, but clearly not. So, yeah, it's fascinating. Humor. It's, it's a, I agree with you, Jeff. I think we've talked a lot about automation. I don't think, how could a computer, eh, maybe over time, I don't want to say never, but how could a computer, yeah. it's, it's just such a human thing in my yeah. mind. Right, and so hard to measure. I mean, like, like you were saying what Jerry said, like, how do you grade it? It's just, you know, it just depends on the person. It's, it's all over the place. Yeah. It's very difficult. Very difficult. Imagine grading yeah. someone on how funny they are. I guess that that's oh what they God. do at like improv classes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Why? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. D. So Try harder. Yeah. <laughs> Be funnier. Be funny, funny well, man. So I, I got a tangent. Uh, the moth instantly reminded me just of the name, the tick. Do you, do you know the superhero, the tick? I, Is this a super deep cut you're not going to get? I am aware. I'm not. I don't know the lore. There was an old school comic book called The Tick, and they did a live action remake of The Tick. And I think you should both Google this right now. All right. Is this going to be like the live action remake of Superman that Nicolas Cage was supposed to star in? I, I don't know about that specifically, but this is Oh, not I saw this. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. I remember <laughs> this. Oh, it was bad, dude. Oh, it's so bad, but it's almost supposed to be bad. And well, the it has a really good score. On, it yeah. has a great score on Rotten Tomatoes. Prime original. Yeah, it, it's it's the, the the weirdest deep cut superhero movie I think you could ever imagine. I love it. We'll have to watch it. We'll do a review. <laughs> God. Not at all like the moth, Hayden. 
<laughs> not even a little bit, but that's that's instantly when we were talking about. Oh yeah, well hold on. I've been thinking. Let me ask you guys okay. this. I know we've talked about we place we've been placing podcasts on these this artificial scale we created of Grandma's Virginity to Sam Harris. Yeah. So like this week, ten, final thoughts. Ten word final thoughts. Yeah. Why don't you Why don't you start us off, Andrew? Uh, you have to be in the right emotional state. That being said, it is very well produced, very well done. I think if you know what it, knowing what you know now, listeners, if you've never listened to the moth, you know where your brain has to be. And if it's not there, I wouldn't suggest it. If you're looking for a happy-go-lucky fun time, no, <laughs> don't do it. On the scale of Grandma's Virginity to Sam Harris, I agree with you, Jeff. I think it's like an eight. So you got to be at that that level. Overall, excellent podcast, though. It hits me as a podcast that's very similar to one of those movies where the dog dies at the end. That's a really beautiful story. <laughs> Fuck. but the dog dies at the end and it ruins me for life yeah i i, I buy into that I, I i i'm the disagreeer of the podcast i think there's a great range i think there's a lot of i listen to some episodes that were like happy and these are just the stories that we're into bill burris is really good yeah there's lots of emotional ones but i don't i don't think i would if a dog died at the end of a movie i'm gonna cry and not every episode that i listen to was like I'm gonna cry at this. So I thought it's it was really good. Family. I think that I'm gonna listen to a couple more of these, and you know, I don't think that we should compare it to dogs dying. I think we've gone too far. <laughs> this episode, maybe this episode. Yeah, maybe. this episode is the is the epicenter of that. I agree. Yeah, definitely my sampling. I think people upvote the ones that are really heart wrenching more. That must be why, like, when we Google like the best, yeah. these ones showed up. Right? Yeah, that would surprise me. Some people just want to be feel the pain. And I get that. We're all in the mood sometimes. Like, I need to hear about morbid reality. And some episodes are great for that. So, okay, maybe explore it a little bit. I'm sure you can Google what are good moth, good feel episodes or good feeling moth episodes. I'm sure that's not a problem. Right, Jeff? That's what you did? Yep. <laughs> okay, so it's not a problem. You can make do that. you feel good. Did not work for me. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. So it can and can't work. It's an eight on the scale. I think that's where all you need to know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well... All right, what do you guys want to listen to next week? So I uh, recently was talking to a friend, and she said, I desperately want you guys to do uh, My Dad Made a Porno. What's that called? Yeah. Yeah. I was, and I, I know we had some skepticism, but I think we haven't gone, we have been urching towards the Sam Harris side of the scale. I think we need to make a massive leap back to Grandma's Virginity side of the scale. All right. Yeah, this would be it. So my uh, my only question with this is, it's a story, right? They're reading it chapter by chapter. Does that mean yeah. we go back and listen to the first episode? You gotta. I think it's the first couple. Yeah, I think we must. Yeah. All right. So we'll just listen to the first episode. So this should be good. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not looking forward to talking about it. But... <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear you talk about it. <laughs> Make sure that everyone emails us. We haven't gotten very many emails. I'm pretty pissed off about it. Have you emailed us before? Email us again. Just do it. You'll probably get read on, on on the podcast. You can even just... Your email could literally be poopy poopy butthole fans, LOL poop, and we would read it out loud on the podcast. Likely read it out loud on the podcast. Yeah, and also we need reviews on iTunes. We can't even see our review on iTunes until we have enough reviews on iTunes and we're not... We don't have enough. Oh, so give us five stars. There. Yeah. Go if give us five stars. Yeah, tell us what podcast to listen to. We'll probably listen to it because obviously we just listen to whatever people tell us to listen to. Yep. It's a good way to go. So We're very obedient. We're very yeah, we obedient. Are. We're very in tune with our listeners. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So rate yeah, us email us, rate us five stars. For God's sakes, please rate us five stars. Rate us ten stars. If they give you the option to go above five, just just go for it. You know what? Rate us five stars, create another account, and rate us five stars again. I think that is technically against the rules, but you know what? I'm joking, wink, wink. Don't do that, (laughs) smile. Uh, I guess beater, because I'm thick as hell.